another episode, another week, teaching on the kingdom of God. I've got a very special guest, a great friend of mine, Frank Scarberry, teaching on the kingdom and all aspects of the kingdom this week. You're going to want to take notes, so grab your pen, grab your paper, and let's dive right into the kingdom of God. God started the kingdom of God on the earth of creation, right? Yes. John 1 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It says that all things that were made were made by Him. There was nothing made that was not made by Him. And then a few verses later, it reminds us that, and this Word became flesh and dwelled among us. So we know that He's talking about Christ, Jesus, right? When God said, let us make man in our image, it was the, the uh, a collaboration between God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in perfect unity to create the earth. He established the kingdom of God upon the earth and Isaac has taught us some of the things that, uh, that that meant. He gave man dominion. He gave him responsibility, stewardship of the earth. He said, dress it, keep it. But then what happened? Sin happened, right? Yeah. Okay, so sin happened and then uh, immediately after sin happened, what God the Father prophesied about the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the earth. You can read that in Genesis uh, 3.15. So at that point, Christ, the Creator of the earth, was exiled to heaven. Because as the psalm says, He came from where? Heaven to earth. And uh, his, uh, his departure was, was about 4,000 years. Or, as, as the Word says, you know, a thousand years is a day, so four days, 4,000 years. <laughs> God knows, right? <laughs> so, uh, has God ever given you an assignment and then you, you uh, if you really love the Lord and if you really want to please God, you, aren't you kind of chomping at the bit to do what He said? Yeah. Because God prophesied that, that Christ was going to return and reestablish the kingdom upon the earth. So what's... And, and Isaac has already, he's already taught us, what's the first thing... Uh, the, the Bible says in the fullness of time, Christ came, born of a woman. And why is that necessary? He taught us why that's necessary. Only man, only flesh, can operate in the kingdom of God on the earth. Because God gave it to man. His gifts and calling are what? Without repentance. So Christ came in the flesh. Uh, he was obedient. He grew in favor with man and God. He uh, uh, it was ready for Him to enter the ministry. He was baptized by John. God said, God the Father said, This is my beloved Son, whom I'm well pleased. Another, another uh, Scripture says, Hear you Him. Listen to what He says. Uh, then he was he was baptized of John. He was uh, says he was he was driven by the Spirit into the wilderness. There he was tempted of the enemy. Right? Yes. He overcame the enemy by the by the word. He said it is written. It is written. It is written. He overcame him, and then he he stepped into his earthly ministry. What's the first thing he said when he began to minister? It says Jesus began to preach, say, repent, repent, for the kingdom of God, of God is at hand. 
called disciples, called 12. Empowered them to heal, cast out devils. He said, go forth and preach, say. Guess what he told them to say? Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah. Then he, then he, uh, he picked up 70, 70 72. Uh, uh, same deal. He, uh, he anointed them to, uh, to go cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead. And he told them to go preach, say. Guess what he told them to say? Yeah. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, he, uh, when he was teaching, uh, he said, little children, God knows what you have need of. Yes. What did he tell them to do, Steve? <laughs> Don't give this Isaac. <laughs> so, so what did the Lord tell, tell them to do? He said, what's the first thing he said to do? Matthew, what is it, 6.33? Seek you first the kingdom of God. And His righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And we see that. So, when His disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, what did He do? Here's what you pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed, holy are you, God. Holy be Thy name. Thy first thing we're going to pray for is what? Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven, and then it's give me, forgive me, deliver me, and then he ends the prayer with, For thine is the power and the glory and the kingdom forever. Amen. So we've covered those scriptures, but let's let's start tonight with uh, uh, with some new scriptures that sheds light on the kingdom of God. I'm going to again use Isaac's format. So would, uh, would someone read Acts one three? After the, after the crucifixion and the resurrection, Jesus is ready to, be, to ascend to the Father. Go ahead, somebody. To whom He also presented Himself alive after His suffering by many men's foul proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Okay, somebody else from another translation. That was the King James. It's a lifetime of change, a lifetime of transformation. Don't be conformed to the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me change your mind. 
let me indoctrinate you with the kingdom of God. Let me open up your understanding to the kingdom of God so you can walk into it and you can live in it both in this life and then in the life to come. Yes. So we see here that the new birth, this, this new birth where you became a... Uh, you know, what happens is old things passed away, all things become new, right? You're a new creature in Christ Jesus, a species that never before existed. So let me ask you something. Uh, uh, and please have a show of hands. I want 100% participation. How many in here know that you know that you are righteous? Raise your hands. You know that you know. Okay, so uh, how many in here are saved? Well, I'm here to tell you, you can't have it both ways. If you are saved, you are righteous. Yeah. See, if you know, and see, that's what the kingdom will do to you. The kingdom will impart knowing. Yeah. That's good. Because saved, being saved is not about your feelings, it's about your action that you took. If you believe yeah. in your heart, confess with your mouth, He said you are saved. And part of that new birth is He imputed unto you His righteousness. Yeah, yes. Okay, so uh, Jesus said we have to be born again, but that enables us, that, see that's this redemption. That just enables us to see the kingdom of God. Yeah, it's good. Let's read it. Let's read the next scripture. Somebody read Luke uh, seventeen twenty. Luke, you should ask my heart. Yeah, Luke, come on. <laughs> Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, "The kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed." Mm. Wow. Somebody else read it in another translation. What was that version? ESV. I got water from this version. Okay. Uh, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, the kingdom of God does not come with the observation. Okay, when you look at that word observation up, it means ocular. It means with your natural eyes. So, when we were born when we were born again, we were able, enabled to see the kingdom of God. Wow. But Jesus says it doesn't come with observation. Okay, now let's read uh, John 3.5. So the kingdom of God comes with, get ready for that, someone to read 3 5. The kingdom of God comes, doesn't come with authorization, but it comes by participation with earnest expectation. You have to go after it. That's what Jesus said. He said, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. That means it's available if you'll take it. Yeah. If you want it. If you'll go after it. Okay, somebody read uh, John 3 5. Uh, King James Version, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Well, there you have it. Somebody else read that, please. Uh, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a man is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So we see that it's not just, God's will for us is not just to see the kingdom, but to what? Enter, enter into the kingdom. Yes. Wow. That's good. So, uh, I'm going to take you back to Genesis in the creation, and we're going to look at uh, at the first kingdom that God established, and we're going to see a couple, two, three things that will help us enter into the kingdom. Would someone read Genesis 3:8? This is King James version. 
And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees and the garden of the garden. Okay, can someone else read it again? And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. So they hid them. So we know we're talking. But he's talking about Adam and Eve, right? Yes. Okay. And they hid themselves because they, because of sin. Yeah. But see, we're not in that. We're. But but what we can gather from this scripture is God's intention in the original kingdom of, of God upon the earth was first of all they heard the voice of God, right? Yes. They heard the voice of God, and it was God's custom to have communication and fellowship with them. He walked with them in the garden, and it's a day by day thing. It's each and every day. So here's how I learned the kingdom of God. It was on April the 24th, 1964. On a Thursday evening, God had made a way for me to hear the Gospel for the first time. At a revival of church at Oak Hill Baptist Church, and I heard the gospel. I responded. I was gloriously saved. I uh, I exchanged uh, ashes for beauty. Mm -hmm. I exchanged anger for peace. Yeah. I exchanged fear for faith. Wow. I was absolutely radically changed. I entered the church one way. I came out another. Yeah. And then I followed the Lord in baptism as soon as as soon as I could, because He says, "What did John say?" Or what's it say in the book of John? To enter the kingdom, you must be born again, and you must be born of the water, water. spirit, and of the spirit. And when I followed the Lord in baptism, uh, I entered into, that, enter, entered into that covenant with Him, where the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, "Abba, Father." Yes. And immediately from that day. I entered into the kingdom of God. Yes. From that day, I began to hear the voice of God. From that day, I began to walk and talk with God each and every day. See, that was that's His original intent. That we hear His voice, that we walk and we talk with Him. And I believe, from my perspective, from my experience, from what the Word of God says, I'm 100% convinced it is God's desire, it is God's plan that the kingdom of God will be a breathtaking, lifetime adventure for each and every believer. Yes. So that was, that was April of 1964. From April until September of that year, I walked and talked with God. I heard His voice. I grew... Uh, in in his word, someone read uh, Psalms 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Okay, someone else from another. Your word is shining light, guides me in my choices and decisions. My revelation, the revelation of your word, makes my pathway clear. There you go. See what it says. If you want to enter the kingdom of God, you have to be serious about the Word of God. You have to love the Word of God. It says His Word is a 
It is a light unto my path. He shows me how to walk. And it's a lamp unto my feet. He shows me how to get there. And it's a day, moment by moment, day by day encounter. That's how you enter the kingdom. That's God's plan. You hear His voice. You read His Word. You, you fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because He says it's, it's by His Spirit that we enter the kingdom of God. And if you do that, I believe that you'll have, because God is not a respecter of persons, I believe that you will have a lifetime of breathtaking adventures. It was no, now let me tell you about the fall of that year. September 1964, five months in to this new relationship, this new kingdom experience. I walked out of Scarberry Hall one morning. The atmosphere was such in that fall morning, I got on this school bus and I sat down and I looked and I beheld my image in the glass of the bus. At that moment, for the first time in my life, God took my breath away by an impartation of revelation. I had to grab the seat in the bus and I'm like, wow! And I had to fight to breathe. And as I sat down, I heard the voice of God in a clear, uh, in a different way, a clear and distinct way. And here's what He said. He said, you know, you don't have to be poor. See, the kingdom of God will bring you revelation knowledge. See, I don't need information. What I need is an impartation of revelation knowledge. And that's what the kingdom of God brings. That's what it brought into my life. I got on that school bus one way. I got off of young junior high school a totally different way. I had a different stature. I had a different countenance. I had a different walk. I had a different attitude. And I began to say, because remember, I, I had no church experience. Not at all. I began to say things that... Uh, I, I began to say, I'm going to be rich, rich. <laughs> and I wasn't just talking about financial rich. I'm talking about yes. because I was poor in spirit. I yeah. was poor so in good. social. Yeah. I was poor socially, economically. Uh, I was poor in every way that you can imagine. But I began to say, I'm going to be rich, rich, fabulous, wealthy. And you know, it didn't take but a couple of weeks to really aggravate some of my peers. <laughs> so don't be surprised as you launch out into this kingdom and not everybody's going to celebrate your success. Yeah, that's good. So after a couple of weeks, this one guy in particular at, at lunchtime, uh, I, was, I was walking up the steps to go back to uh, class after lunch. And this one guy, he, I guess he'd heard enough, and he'd say, Just who do you think you are, Scarberry? So I was on the landing between first and second floor, and I turned around, and spontaneously out of my spirit, I said, I know who I am. I'm a child of the king. His royal blood now flows in my veins. And I said, I'm going to be rich, rich, fabulously wealthy. I said, how do you know that? I said, because he told me. He said, how's that all going to work? And I said, you know, that's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to work. That's, going to be, that's the adventure of it. See, the kingdom of God is the greatest opportunity for a lifetime of breathtaking adventure that there could possibly be. 
And I'm hoping that what I do tonight is to create some excitement in you, some desire that you want to live in the kingdom of God. Yes. Amen. And that was just the first of many, many, many uh, God encounters. Just uh, what's available to the body of Christ is just a life full of God encounters. That, but see, that only comes from the kingdom of God. It's about participation. It's what's available. And, and, and the kingdom of God, living out the kingdom, see, bringing the kingdom to earth is our privilege. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We can bring the kingdom of God to earth in our lives. And we get to enjoy the benefits. We get to enjoy the growth. We get to enjoy uh, all, the, uh, all the adventure of it. But what it really does, it prepares us for eternity. Uh, I don't have time to go into all the rewards and all, the, all, all that. But the, the opportunity to live out the kingdom of God in this life prepares us for His, His eternal purpose, which He reveals in Revelations. He said, Behold, heaven and earth will pass away. He'll have, there'll be a new heaven and a new earth, right? We understand that? Yes. We are, he were destined to be kings. He, it says of Jesus, He's what? King of? Kings. kings. He's Lord of Lords. Uh, it says in Revelations that our purpose, our destiny on the new earth to rule and reign with Him as kings and priests unto our God. This life and this time we walk in the kingdom is to prepare us for that. How, how well we use, redeem our time here, I believe, and I think the Word bears it out, is, it, it, He says that if you're faithful over little, I'll what? I'll make you faithful. Ruler over much. He says, to he that overcome, will I what? I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. Okay. Uh, I remember another time that God took my breath away. Uh, it's quite apropos that I share that with the class tonight. It was on September the 5th, 1996. you remember that time, Gary? Because <laughs> it was September the 4th, on a Wednesday in 1996, that, that Gary asked at, at the doorway of New Life Victory Center, with tears in his eyes, he said, will you, will you and Lala pray? Because they had to report that they couldn't have children. And when he asked that, something the spirit of God leaped. My spirit leaped. I thought, wow, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting. So I went home and a lot of I agreed in prayer that we would set ourselves to pray because his see Becky's not here tonight, but but Becky was was diagnosed with third stage endometriosis, which means she could have no children. So Lala set herself to pray. Remember that, Lala? That Thursday, I, I was working. I set myself to pray. It was amazing all day. I thought I had the most amazing day in prayer and fellowship with the Lord until I come home and talk to Lala. She told me how, how that... Uh, how the day that she spent with God and how he, he had... Uh, Strategically used her to open or to shut door after door after door. And after hearing him, I thought, wow. 
I'm not done here. <laughs> so I walked up to the hilltop. Cried out to God. Heaven came down. Glory filled my soul. He took my breath away. I dropped down one knee. At that time, I thought, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, I thought, I thought sure I was going to pass out. And I had to fight for my breath for several seconds. See, because this, this, this fleshly body on the earth, it cannot, it can only entertain so much of the yes, presence yes, of God. Yes, exactly. That's very true. That's true. But I do know this. I was there, and, and, and I know God usually, he, he, he orchestrated a lot of other people. Mom Parsley prophesied that that, that that would happen, and God used a lot of other people. But I got to do my part yes. in, in, this, in this grand adventure. See, the kingdom of God is not only for you, for your revelation. Yeah. He, wants to, he wants to use you for His kingdom purpose. So how many of you know, believe that it was God's will for Isaac and Isaiah to be born? Was it His kingdom purpose? Absolutely. Did I get to play a part in it? Absolutely. Did He take my breath away? Yes, He did. Am I thankful for that? Yes, I am. When I stand before the Lord at the judgment day, uh, that's, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, God. Yes. And I knew that that I knew what had happened at that moment. The miracle. Heaven came to earth. The miracle that Becky needed came right there on that hilltop. Proceeded to the hospital. Yeah. And when they opened her up, you know, to, to do that surgery, they found a brand new ovary, right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Yes, I'm right. <laughs> was she fruitful? Yes, she was. Yeah. That's all about the kingdom. So the last time the Lord took my breath away was September the 21st, 2021. See, it's a lifetime. Yeah. Started in 64. The last time was in 2021. It was, it, it was it was on a Wednesday evening. We had, you know, uh, COVID was winding down. And so I'm uh, I'm listening to Pastor on the on the Wednesday service on, on YouTube. And he turns to the camera and says. Matthew 24, 14. Somebody read that. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached throughout the world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Wow. See, I pursued the kingdom my whole life, but I still had some things that worked uh, that worked straight. I still I still had to reconcile the difference between I heard the gospel of salvation all my life, and I I'd, I'd heard somewhat about the gospel of the kingdom, and it, it just didn't mesh with what what I believed and what I mean and what I'd experienced, and, and what God did that day uh, uh, with an impartation of revelation knowledge. He took me through my whole life, Genesis to Revelation, and expounded upon the kingdom of God. I now understand that there is only one gospel. It is the gospel of the kingdom. It includes the gospel of salvation. Yeah. And salvation is the first step into the gospel of the kingdom. Yes. You get redeemed so you can see the kingdom of God. Wow. That is your that is your future ticket punch. So I get to ride the train. You know, I get to go on the adventure. Yes. Uh, 
One facet of the kingdom of God that has to do with the supernatural. And, and, and you know, the, you ever wonder why people have a, uh, a desire for the things of fantasy and magic? And, you know they do, right? You know, it's because they don't live in the kingdom. Yeah. Because if you live in the kingdom, you have the reality of the supernatural. This is far better than any fantasy. Yeah, so good. Yeah. I, I don't need to celebrate Santa Claus when I can celebrate the King. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I, you know, I don't need the world. Uh, but I do. I will confess that uh, I, I did watch a Harry Potter movie once with one of my grandkids. You remember that? Uh, uh, you remember that place where they? Uh, uh, you see that, but there's revelation here. Do you remember that place? Uh, there was a town called Kings Dominion, where they boarded the train. There was a there was a landing, uh, a place where they boarded. Nine and a half. The only people could see that nine and a half were the witches and the. Do you see something? You see that? Everybody else walked by. It was there, but they couldn't see it. Only they could see it when they got on the train. And that's the way it is in the kingdom of God. You get born again, you can see the kingdom. You can see the, the entrance to the train. And you can get on, and you can begin the journey. But it, the kingdom of God is hiding in plain sight in the earth. And it's only visible to those that are born again. That's good. I don't claim to be an artist, but I know some things about the kingdom. <laughs> okay, so... What did Isaac say about every kingdom requires land? This is land. This is a kingdom. See it? This is the boundaries. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. Okay. So, I want to talk to you the rest of the day. I'm, I'm going to talk to you about the relationship of the kingdom of God and heaven. Because I believe heaven is not the prize. It's part of the prize, but it ain't the prize. Okay, so most folks don't really aren't able to understand what they know about heaven. You know what I'm saying? Okay. This is the kingdom of God. Now, when we think about earthly kingdoms, it's not hard to understand this. So how many of you ever watched shows or movies or read about you know the kingdom of Camelot. Anybody know about that? Uh, it's it's uh, King Arthur and his and his knights. So we know the kingdom of Camelot. Uh, uh, let, let's take present day time. Now Queen Elizabeth just celebrated her what 70th year? My goodness. <laughs> 70 years as Queen of England, right? Yeah. But what do we know? We know that, that England, let's, okay, so let's do this. Let's pretend, I mean, I should have drew it like Great Britain, but let's pretend this represents Great Britain, okay? 
That is what? Great Britain is the it's the kingdom. It's the The land is the is the kingdom of Great Britain, right? Yeah. Okay. There's a city in Great Britain called what? London? There's a castle in the city called Buckingham Palace, right? Yes. Okay. So, can you get to the castle without getting in the kingdom? No. No. What do you think? No. I don't think so. You make up your own mind, but I don't think so. So, there's this. So, what has happened? I believe heaven is a city in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Right now. There is a literal kingdom of God. Right now. We call it heaven. Yeah. But heaven is also, a, it says it's a city. It's where God's throne is. That's what this is on chariots. That's the throne. You got, you got kingdom. You got the city. And you got the throne. So, so the kingdom is wherever the king is, right? Yes. And because the king lives in me, that's why it says the kingdom of God abides in me. Oh. Revelation 21 says, beginning at verse 1, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God will be with men, and He shall dwell with them, and they shall be His people, and God Himself shall be with them and be their God. Revelation 5, 9 says, And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For you were slain, and you have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every kindred and every tongue and every people of every nation. And you have made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Do you see that? Hmm. You see that there is a there is a kingdom of God in heaven. We have the privilege of bringing that to earth and experiencing that in our lives. But our eternity is going to be spent in a literal kingdom of God on the earth with King Jesus. And this is our time to prepare for that, to position ourselves, to qualify ourselves so that He'll give us the keys to the kingdom. Now, one of the things after September the 21st, the last time God took my breath away, that I was thinking was God expounded on the kingdom. One of the things I said to Him, I said, Lord, you know, the only thing about ruling and reigning, and I said, you know, one thing I'm going to miss, God, is, is I'm going to miss you taking my breath away. You know what He said? 
He said, what makes you think that's going to happen? <laughs> and then I got it. See, even, see, he's going to give me a new body, and I'm going to be able to, to rule and reign with him on a renewed earth as a king and a priest unto my God. And I'm going to be able to uh, enjoy so his, the fullness of his presence. Uh, I, you know, but there's still going to be moments that he's still going to take my breath away because here's what he said. He said, don't you know I'm fast finding out? Don't you know it's an ever-expanding, a kingdom without end? Amen. Yeah. Ever-increasing, never-ending, kingdom without end. Amen. He showed me on September the 21st the multitude of every part of God's kingdom has a, has a multiplicity of facets. He is, he is past finding out. He is glorious. He is wonderful. And He wants to reveal the depth and dimension and the multiplicity of facets of His kingdom to us in this life. And then in the life to come. And that is good news. That is the good news of the kingdom. So, but I'm, I'm concerned that many, if not most in the church, have done it. They do not understand that just like on the earth, you can't get to the castle where the king is unless you enter the kingdom. And it is God's design. These represent the churches. <laughs> it, is, it is God's design and purpose that the, the church of the living God yeah. be the primary conduit of entrance into the kingdom of God. Wow. Up until this time, that has not been the case. Yeah. But that's why he said in, 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 in Luke 24 uh, 14, and it shall come to pass that this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached. In all the earth, and then I'm going to come. So I believe that we are in those last days. I believe we're in the season that it's time, and I am so thrilled that Isaac is preaching and, and, and is going to be preaching the kingdom to multitudes because it's time. It's the season for the kingdom of God to be preached and, and revealed in the earth. Yes. Let's see, there's. Since we have time, oh boy, we're doing good. Okay, so there's another scripture. Look uh, back now. First Corinthians. Who can find that scripture where it says, uh, "If you do these things, you will not enter the kingdom." Somebody help me find that. Uh, Talk about the works of the flesh. Hmm? Talk about the works of the flesh. No, no, it's, it's the one where he says. Uh, uh, he begins out, he said, I've I, I told you before, I tell you again, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor somebody Google it. Okay. Uh, neither or, or those that covetousness shall enter the kingdom of God. See, because to live in the kingdom, you have to say no to the world. Yeah. I said no to the hippie culture of the 1960s. I said no to the corporate culture of the 1990s. And I said say no to the woke culture of this year. 
So you, you know, you have to make a choice that only kingdom culture thrives in my family. Yes. Only kingdom culture thrives in my life. Well, there's one about the works of the flesh. It says adultery, fornication, uncleanness. What, what scripture is that? Uh, that is Galatians 5, which is the works of the flesh. Starts in 19. Talks about, uh, it says, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and like of such. I tell you before, as I've also told you in the past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom. Well, that's one of the scriptures. That's not the one I said. Okay, great. What's it say? First Corinthians six nine. That's it. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor the adulterers, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexuals. And then on to first ten, it goes nor thieves, nor thieves. Uh, nor drunkards, um, and I give us a whole bunch. Well, not everything of God. And it says, and, and it says, you'll not, they'll not inherit, they'll not enter the kingdom of God. Yes. So, do you believe that that the culture is so prevalent in the world today that that, in, that says that you can basically uh, repeat a prayer after me, live like the devil, wow. enter the kingdom of God, and spend eternity? Does anybody believe that? No. What does that read that again, Isaiah? What does that say? Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor a male male prostitutes, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor drunkards uh, will never inherit the kingdom of God. So what do you guys think about that? You think you can get to heaven without entering the kingdom? So many people do. Mm -hmm. I personally do not. Yeah. I'm not telling you how to believe because God made you a free moral agent and He, uh, he gave you free will and free choice. But I want more than anything yeah. for you to enjoy yes. the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. For you to begin, uh, it, and no matter where you are in that journey, there's more. And the way that you possess the kingdom of God is hearing His voice. See, all the attributes that he already, He's already uh, showed us in His Word in the first kingdom that He established on the earth. That is His will. Hear His voice. And we have daily fellowship and communication with Him day by day. And as we do that, see, if Adam and Eve had been faithful, that was just the beginning of establishing and expanding the kingdom of God upon the earth. So, Amen. our opportunity, our great privilege and opportunity is to bring the kingdom of God from heaven to earth. Yes. And to manifest it in our lives. And in ever increasing revelation, the kingdom of God is righteousness. Peace, joy, and the Holy Spirit. It's an ever-increasing revelation of righteousness. An ever-increasing revelation of, of peace, including financial peace. Did my prophecy come, come true from the steps of the Belgian Junior High School? Yes, it did. Yes, I become rich in every way imaginable. Thank you, Lord. 
Am I satisfied? No. Like Paul said, this one thing I do, I forget those things that are behind, and I press to the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus that's leading me heavenward. I know where the goal is. And I am more excited about the kingdom of God than I have ever been in my life. And he's not getting taken my breath away in 1920 in 2022, but hey, we're not even half a year yet, right? So yeah, God. Anybody have any questions or comments? There's a scripture that came to mind when you were talking about our job to our goal of bringing the kingdom of God into the earth. And uh, 2 Corinthians 5.20 We're talking about kingdoms. The kingdom. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Yes. As though God was pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf and reconcile God. Ambassadors for Christ is really cool to think about what an ambassador really is. Right here. For what an ambassador's job is. So the home country defines foreign policy. So the kingdom defines its foreign policy into the world. And it's the ambassador's job to apply and execute that policy. Exactly. So the king has set forth his foreign policy into this world. And it's our job as ambassadors exactly. to execute that. Also, everywhere an ambassador goes is considered sovereign territory of his home country. Exactly. Yeah. That's good. So anywhere you go as an ambassador for Christ, you carry the kingdom. And everywhere you place your foot, every room you come into, you're now become subject yes, to the kingdom that you carry as an ambassador of Christ. That's why we can step into situations and say, I know that the world says that you're sick, but the kingdom says you're healthy. Exactly, exactly. I know the world says that you suffer from poverty, but the kingdom says you're wealthy. Yeah. And we can do those things. We pray those things. Say we're ambassadors of the kingdom of God, right? Yeah. Another, another good example I that, that touched my heart was, anybody ever watch the movie Gladiator? I love that movie. Okay, you remember when uh, when Maximus, uh, they were going to fight the Germanians and Maximus and they were getting ready for the battle and was it Claudius that uh, uh, walked over to him and then he said, uh, you know, some people just don't know when they're conquered, right? Yeah. See, that, that's the way I look at the kingdom. Christ, the work is already done. It's the finished work of the cross. We're living amongst the people that don't know that they've been conquered. <laughs> it's our job is to reveal the kingdom to them. Yeah. Now, if, if, if they embrace it, then yay God. They also can be saved and, and, and know the fullness of salvation. They also can enter into the kingdom. But if they choose not to, we have, we, we're going to uh, appear at the judgment seat of Christ having done everything that He's called us and created us to do. And, and, and Steve's right. It, we are to be ambassadors of His kingdom in this earth. Mm-hmm. And we are to let them know See that that was the job of the see the, the the word apostle was not a church word you know that right yes the word the apostle was is a is a Roman uh, government thing when 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 Rome would conquer a nation you know they they didn't conquer every city in the nation but when they conquered a nation they would send forth their apostles to make that very announcement hey you've been conquered this is how you operate in the new kingdom. And uh, see, and that's what they did in that movie. They sent the they sent the apostle in, and remember what he said? Well, there's our answer. And when he said, "Come on, you know, come on, when you come back, beheaded on the horse." So 
But, at that, but see, that never changed the thing. They were still conquered, right? It's our job is to explain to the world that we have a king. He's already conquered the earth. He's came back and reestablished his kingdom. We're going to live it out and walk it out. And, of course, when you think about the kingdom, you've got to think, which one is he talking about? The first kingdom on the, that would be on the earth? Is it the kingdom of God that's in heaven now? Is the kingdom that we manifest on the earth? Uh, is it the kingdom in the millennial reign? Remember what he says about that? See, there's a uh, there's a king in a city, right? Yeah. He he, he says uh, Isaiah prophesies about uh, he will sit on the throne of his of his father David. Uh, he will rule and reign with a rod of iron. See, that's Christ ruling and reigning the key and showing the earth how the kingdom works. But he's he's doing he's doing it by what force, right? He rules with a rod of iron on the earth in that kingdom. And then there's the eternal kingdom where we rule and reign. You know, after the battle, uh, every you know the, the, the battle of Armageddon and, and uh, you know death and hell are finally are, are defeated and the, and and the, uh, the the beast and Lucifer everybody get cast into the lake of fire forever. And uh, that's when it says uh, you know there'll be a new heaven and a new earth, right? Yes, sir. And we get to rule and reign with him. Forever, and you still take our breath away. But we'll, but we'll be able to. We'll, you know, we'll see him face to face, face to face, and we get to enjoy that kingdom without end. Amen. Now I don't want anybody to miss that. I want to gather as many people and persuade them. Listen, it's good to be saved. It's good to be have salvation. To have your eyes open. Don't stop there. Enter into the kingdom of God. Pursue the kingdom. And I'll leave it up to God whether uh, you know, whether you can get to heaven without entering the kingdom. That's not you know that's between. But I ain't, I ain't taking no chances. <laughs> okay, we're done. Father, we love you. We bless you. Thank you, Lord, so much for this opportunity to share your kingdom.